0: Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. We have a very, very, very special guest this afternoon. Ryan Sublette, right-handed pitcher in the Dodgers organization, joins Dodgers Daily. So thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Okay, we're going to start with kind of a connection you have. I know you grew up in the Chicago area, and Ryan Noda, he was an awesome point guard and obviously awesome in baseball as well. He went to Grant High School there in the Chicago area, and then Kevin Maliszewski, Better known as Mallow. He also grew up in Wakanda, Illinois. I know you didn't really – you know, they were a little bit further away from you, so you didn't know them as well. But you did play with Bobby Miller on a travel team. Huh? Did he throw 100 miles an hour on a travel team?
1: Not quite 100, but he did
0: He did throw hard. I, I, if
1: I recall correctly, he still threw harder than everyone else. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> he's, so all, had, he's always been a flamethrower. So, you know, on a weekend you're going to face – of course, you are a starter back then – Miller in one day, one game, and then Sublette in the next game, really? I mean, that's what the opponents had to face?
1: Yeah, we uh, we, we had a pretty good team. Uh, we, we definitely didn't lose very, very often, <laughs> so it was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't think so. And, hey, before we get into your career there at Tech, and I saw you throw so many times at Texas Tech there in Stillwater, and then I also was at the 2019 Regional at Dan Law Field in Lubbock, Texas, when Oklahoma State – unfortunately from my opinion from my side lost to texas tech fortunately for you that was an awesome three days of baseball but we'll get into that we'll get into all of your career but before we do europe man i've never been to europe tell us all about it i know you just got back
1: yeah it was was a great experience um just took a two-week trip out there went to france belgium england and switzerland so it was a really nice getaway after the long baseball season. Yeah, just a lot of really good food, great experiences, great scenery. It was a lot of fun.
0: So what spurred that on? I mean, was that something you had planned for a long time, or is it, how, how do you come up with a trip to Europe?
1: Yeah, so my brother and I, uh, you know, we're, we're really close, and we, uh, we've been talking for a long time about doing a trip, and he's a little bit more of an experienced traveler than I am, and he's been overseas before. And uh, yeah, we started talking about it probably six months ago and started putting together an itinerary and uh you know we were seeing if other people would be able to join us and whatnot but it ended up just being us two and you know we still had a a fantastic time it was was amazing
0: yeah i've got a buddy who traveled europe kind of like you did and and he has his coffee cup, and his coffee cup went all the way through Europe with him, and it travels with him every day, and he drinks out of it every day, and it, it just reminds him of that trip. So when I think of that, that's the first thing I go to. But, hey, let's back up to your Texas Tech days, and we'll get into your days here in a minute at Lamont where you won two state titles for them. But I've got to ask you, you know, Tadlock there at Tech, and then obviously Gardner, he's an Oklahoma State boy, and he, he actually was a pitching coach at Oklahoma State under Frank Anderson, for a couple of years, so I'm very familiar with Matt Gardner, awesome pitching coach. But but just the, the gusto, the, this, the the vibe that you give off whenever Texas Tech plays, kind of a wild and crazy West Texas feel to it, so competitive. And, you know, whenever you play Texas Tech, it's like you're in a backyard brawl, and by the end of – you know, when you go home on Sunday, you just feel like you, you're just exhausted because you guys play so hard. How does you get that out of you guys?
1: You know, I – I mean, first of all, I would say that uh, the entire coaching staff and J. Bob Thomas do a fantastic job with recruiting and just getting really good players that want to play for Texas Tech and don't want to be anywhere else. And um, one of uh, Coach Tadlock's famous sayings is iron sharpens iron. And so we take practice very seriously, always a very competitive nature always trying to win whether because like, whether you're just in a scrimmage or you know just throwing a bullpen it's it's always a competitive environment and yeah that that one definitely still resonates where iron sharpens iron
0: 2019 i was at Dan Law Field Oklahoma State and Texas Tech fired off in the super regional best two out of 3 Texas Tech won on Friday Oklahoma State won on Saturday OSU got an early lead had the lead going all the way into the 8th inning and then lost it there in the eighth inning. Do you remember anything about that 2019 Super Regional?
1: That is still the most crazy series I've ever been a part of. Maybe hope, I mean, hopefully, you know, make it to a World Series one day. But that that one was wild. And if I remember correctly, that game three had uh, five or six lead changes. That yeah, no doubt. Do you ever talk to you it about home it? Runs? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have talked about it a few times, but you know, not not so much in a. Uh, <clears throat> like a talk and trash standpoint but more so sure. the fact that it was just such a crazy series like just the that luckily tech uh came out on the winning side but yeah just a wild series
0: to to watch it was awesome and it you know and the tech fans at their dan law field are just amazing baseball fans oh yeah. right on top of you very intimidating but you know in the right way obviously and they packed that place out and i actually grew up with jeff haxton haxton grew up in stillwater oklahoma as well the play-by-play baseball voice i think he does basketball there too oh you're yeah. coined the phrase adios muchacho that's pretty cool isn't it
1: oh yeah yeah jeff haxton's the man he's uh he's definitely really good with uh the play-by-plays and getting to know the players and know their backgrounds and whatnot and he even gets to know the the families of the players as well he, he's a uh, great guy really good
0: at what he does okay so let's back up even further let's take you back to Lamont high school you won two state title games you got to be on the mound of course you were a starter in high school and so I know that was a very special time for you so I couldn't find the mascot of your school all I could see was navy blue and gold so if you if you wouldn't mind tell us what your mascot was there at Lamont high school take us through the two state title games coach to and that whole experience
1: yeah, so if I was informed correctly, I believe maybe in 2020 our high school dropped the mascot. We were okay. the, we were the Indians. Okay. And uh yeah, so I think it's just Lamont High School now with with no mascot. But yeah, playing in high school at at Lamont, it was awesome. It's uh you know, it's a small town suburb of Chicago and during my time there for I'd say few years before and even still now we just got some unbelievable athletes coming out of there so i was very fortunate to have some really talented teammates and get the chance to play for two state titles and yeah was a lot of fun
0: obviously the appeal of you know texas tech has been in the college world series something like four times in the last seven or eight years so that was very appealing for you you'd won two state titles so you wanted to go somewhere where you could be a winner. I'm assured of that just looking at your background, but other than that, you know, Chicago area, Texas Tech, Lubbock, Texas, West Texas, that's a long ways away. So how did you choose Texas Tech?
1: Yeah. So kind of going off what you were just saying, I would say it honestly stems back to the uh, travel baseball days where I was just on a really good team and we didn't lose very much. And then just so happened that my high school team was really good. We didn't lose very much. so. I always just wanted to be on a really good team. And, uh, yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to be pretty pretty well recruited throughout my uh, time in high school. But it was kind of the situation where I always dreamed of going to play in a big stadium with a lot of fans down south, a chance to go to World Series. Warm. And it's just – yeah, warm. It just kind of – Seemed like a lot of the colder, colder schools were the ones recruiting me. And uh, thankfully by, uh, I think it was 17U, I was about to start. No, I, I might have already started my senior year of high school. Uh, yeah, J. Bob Thomas, he came out to a game and saw me pitch and took me on a visit and that was that.
0: So at Texas Tech, you had like probably five or six guys that were bumping 95 to 100 anywhere in that area. Clayton Beater was on that team, and and you just had several arms. So extremely competitive environment there, which I'm sure prepared you for the situation you're at with the Dodgers being with the Loons last year. Same situation. I mean, just a bunch of great arms, bunch of great people, great environment. So I would assume all of that competitive nature. Well, going back to Lamont, but but with all the great pitchers you had, you had to claw your way just into the lineup at Texas Tech with all the great pitchers they had. Same with the Dodgers. Did that prepare you for that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it uh, definitely gave me a little bit of a competitive advantage, a little head start to kind of see seeing like, you know, you're not a big fish in a small pond anymore and you got to figure out how to, you
0: know, keep, keep getting better and working your way up. So you came into tech as a starter. You got some starts as a freshman. You transitioned to where you're at now in the bullpen as a sophomore. Was that, was that something that you wanted to do? Was it something you had to do? How's that gone for you? Obviously, it's worked very well for you. But how'd that work?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I would. I would say. At first, I. I mean, I still wanted to be a starter, but looking back, I would say I was definitely more of a thrower than a pitcher, and you know, I wasn't throwing enough strikes to be a starter. So I, I fully understood the switch, even though I may not have liked it at, at first. But, I mean, I feel like I've just bought into the role and. Yeah, I feel like I've I've adopted the new role, and I, I not to say that I don't miss starting, but I, I'm happy with pitching out of the bullpen.
0: So you're sitting in the bullpen at TD Ameritrade there in Omaha, and on the walkie you hear your name, you you get to run out to the mound and pitch there in the College World Series. Take us through that experience. That has to be incredible.
1: Yeah, it was it was incredible. You know that's something you dream of ever since uh, you start playing baseball and wanting to go to play at the next level. You you want to play on the biggest stage there is. And uh yeah, it was definitely I mean, it definitely was a little nerve-wracking, but we played in some pretty big venues before. But yeah, just a
0: lot of adrenaline, a lot of fans. And yeah, it was just it was surreal. The the cool experience, you know, in 2022. You guys were I believe like and I talked to with Hobbs about this a while back, but you guys were like seven games back or something like that, to Dayton with with 11 games to go. I think it was seven and a half game back, games back, actually. You were dealing with a road environment, rain, everything else. So take us through that incredible run that you finished the first half with to win the Midwest League North Division.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it just seemed like everyone was playing out of their minds. Everyone was locked in every pitch, really wanting to win, really wanting to outcompete the other team. And it was just a lot of fun when, when things were going our way. And just, yeah, when, when you play hard, you you get rewarded. And that was just a, a crazy, crazy streak we had there to clinch the first half. And then, you know, to ha- have the champagne showers to celebrate, that was pretty fun too. <laughs> yeah.
0: And hopefully there's plenty more champagne showers to come in your future, and I'm sure you will be. Let's get to your stuff. I've got you at a change-up and a four-seam that's – Oh, anywhere from 93 to 95. And then what I call the Sublette Slider because it is absolutely that good. Go to you can go to any of my social medias, watch the sublette slider. And then another thing about you is I don't like you. You're definitely not a side armor because you don't get on the side of the ball, but you do kind of have a three-quarter slot, if you will, kind of a side slot, but you still stay on top of the ball, which allows you to throw that slider. So is that accurate and talk about your stuff.
1: Yeah, so in, in the pitching world, we w- we would call it a low three-quarter slot. And, uh, yeah, so something I never knew until joining with the Dodgers is uh, that I do stay on top of the ball from being over there. So I used to throw a lot of two seams and try and sink it and make it move as much as I could. And then, uh, since yeah, since joining the team or joining the Dodgers and figuring out metrics and – what not, switch to the four-seam fastball to get that straight backspin to where it carries through the zone. And then I think just off of that, both the slider and the changeup have been playing better with the uh, better fastball.
0: Have you always had the really good slider?
1: No, the slider's honestly been the biggest work in progress throughout my pitching career. Where in high school, I I threw a curveball, the uh, spike curveball. And then wow. I got to college, and uh, the uh, the seams got a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I was having trouble gripping it, so then I uh, I tried moving to the slider, and it just it took me a good two years to figure out how to do it. Where I'd say that COVID season is when I started to figure it out, and since then it's still been a work in progress, just messing with different grips. But yeah, the uh, like you were saying, the arm angle definitely helps with uh the deception of it and how it how it appears to move to the hitter
0: that's amazing that you say that your slider is your biggest work in progress because literally you know coming of course watching video i have not seen you throw live since your days at texas tech but but just watching you with the loons last year it just looks so natural coming out of your hands so that that's amazing that that's actually your your pitch that you consider to be uh, in biggest development but Okay, let's finish this thing. I love to finish these conversations that I have with messages for kids. You know, you've you've been to the top. You've dealt with all of the huge situations. You've had all of that pressure that you've had on you to perform in those situations. And so for kids that want to be like Ryan Sublette and have all the success that you've had, handle the big moments like you have, what is your message for them?
1: You know, I there there is one thing that I, uh, I heard a few years ago and definitely still resonates as I've gotten into pro ball. And I remind myself of it every now and then, but it's that you should, uh, you should only compare yourself to your past self and not again, like compare yourself to teammates or opponents. And, you know, if you love the game and you want to work hard and get better at it and like that, that's your passion to, to kind of see your progress, like measure yourself against your past self and see if you are getting better. And if you are, like you're on the right track, just keep keep going, keep working hard. And if, if other people are doing really good or really bad, just kind of stay focused in what, what you are doing. And, you know, that's like you still have to be a good teammate and hope, hope everyone does well just not to compare yourself against others i think that's
0: a huge thing that i i like to think about so hey ryan i certainly appreciate you joining i was so excited to talk to you and i'm so glad that that you answered my message i got to like i said i got to see it tech and i gained so much respect of course texas tech and baseball is an absolutely i don't know for a huge rival to you guys but but texas tech to oklahoma state is an absolute huge rivalry in baseball and oh, uh, we love it one. Yeah, we love it when we have that series, and I I enjoyed watching you and Beater and all those guys, and I did not enjoy Josh Young and his younger brother seemingly get like 7,000 hits against OSU, but had a, a, a whole bunch of respect for you and then excited when you became a Dodger and just thoroughly enjoyed watching you pitch last year. So thank you so much, Ryan Subletz, for joining Dodgers Daily.
1: Thank you for having me on.